Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church, where we learn and grow together in Christ. We now join the church in worship. I want to take this opportunity to welcome you to our morning worship service. Good morning, my church family. Um, just wanted to give you a few highlights about our daycare, which is a huge ministry that we have in our church. Um, we serve 64 children. And 64 children that may or may not be a member of our church come in and they have um, sanctuary time. They hear about the Lord. They're not only here for babysitting. They are receiving good quality child care, but they are also receiving the word of the Lord, which some may not. This may be the only opportunity that they get to hear about Christ and what special place he has in their heart. Um, actually, tomorrow our book fair begins. We do very few fundraisers with the um, daycare program, but our book fair is an excellent way that you can get involved. Um, in our classroom, we have teachers that have wish lists. We have kids that have wish lists. Um, we've already had a few shoppers come by. You're welcome to go in and see what our classrooms need and would like to have, but also it's a great opportunity maybe for you to sponsor a child or purchase a book and donate it in honor um, or in memory of someone. Also, if you're interested in sponsoring a classroom, we have several students that may not be able to go to the book fair. Um, they may not have the funding to do that. So if you would like to speak with Dawn and maybe sponsor a child or a classroom to where they can go through the book fair just like everyone else and pick out a book. Um, our goal this year is to receive $1,000 in book sales, and we receive no funding for that. We do not receive money for it. We actually receive books that replenish our classrooms. And being a four-star program, we are required to have certain types of books in our classroom. And this allows us to replenish to where we don't have to buy out of our budget. Um, also, I was going to mention that Tonight, I will be over at the Mission Moment. If you'd like to come by, ask more about our child care program. But it would be great someday if you would like to just drop in and go in and see what's happening in our classrooms. It's very exciting. Um, our students, one of the great things that they have coming up, I don't think they've done this yet, is... Ms. Dawn goes out with all the students and their teachers, and they spread seeds throughout the front lawn. And they're pumpkin seeds, and they have a little um, saying that they have that goes with them. Well, that night, Ms. Dawn and some of her helpers go out and um, display pumpkins in the front yard. And so when the students come in the next morning, there's their pumpkins from their pumpkin seeds. So that's just a gr really great, exciting, fun time that they have. And they're just all amazed how the pumpkins showed up overnight. Um, so there's great things that we have going on in our program that you may not be aware of. Um, that's it. That's all I have. Please sponsor our book fair. It's a great opportunity for you guys to get involved. It's a great way for you to see what's happening in our program and how you are part of serving those 64 children. Would you bow with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this amazing congregation of brothers and sisters in Christ the church family that you have, not only serving those 64 little kids, but serving in a, com a community, an abundance of people from all walks. Father, guide us and lead us into this beautiful day. Not only are our bodies here, but bring our souls into this spiritual place. Allow us to worship together, hand in hand, heart in heart. For it's in your name I pray, dear Heavenly Father. Amen.
Good morning. We are really excited today to have the orchestra to play with us. And um, they're going to join us on the first two hymns, and then they're providing the offertory music. And uh, this morning I was thinking how appropriate it seems to have them today with the theme of Keith's sermon being one body, many parts. We've got one orchestra, many instruments. And uh, so I I hope that as you enjoy their music, maybe you'll think of them as an illustration of what we're we're talking about today. Um, We'll start this morning by singing hymn number 14, um, Praise to the Lord the Almighty. Please stand as we sing hymn number 14. invite the children to come forward for children's sermon. What is that thing, Ryder? Mm. First of all, I want to read you a scripture. It does look like gingerbread legs, doesn't it? Our scripture this morning is 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. Just as the body, though one, has many parts but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. And then verse 27 says, now you are a body of Christ and each of you is a part of it. 
Now, we each have a body, and we're all different, aren't we? But this body down here on the floor, it's not put together very well, is it? It's not, is it, Ryder? Well, what's wrong with the body? It's messed up. Can you help me? Okay, pick a piece and help me. Because I don't think the eyes are supposed to be where the feet are. You think that's right? Why don't you start up here, maybe? Okay, there's one. Okay, there's the mouth. Is that in the right? There you go. You got a hand. That's a body part. Where else? What other body part do you need? Where does that one go? All right. The eyes are better at the top instead of in your feet. Hey, Georgia, you like that? Yeah. All right. You may come up here and help us. Come on. Can you put the feet in place? Okay. Right there. Thank you for being so nice. I think Ryder's got the other foot. Can you help her there, Ryder? Okay. Give her the other foot. George, you want to put the hand right there? How about that? Good. Is that good? All right. We still need our feet. Can you put the feet in the right place? No, that's Mr. Wiggles. Just wait a minute. He's going to help us. Do you like Mr. Wiggles? He sits real still, but he's got something very important in his hand, doesn't he? What's he got, Grady? He's got a heart. There you go. Put the feet in there. You're doing such a good job, Ryder. Thank you for being so nice. That's right. You're a sweetie, Miss Georgia. You want to sit right there just a minute? Okay. All right. Now, we have put all the body parts back where they belong. So now, that's like God has made our parts. Come here. You want to come right here and we'll talk. His name is Grady. Come here. Sit right here. Grady. There you go. Okay. You can sit right beside Grady. Thank you. Okay. God made all of our parts. We put all our parts back together. And Pastor Keith's going to talk about the parts of a puzzle that makes all the parts of the church work together, all the committees and all the things we do. And last week we talked about being a helper, didn't we? And that was our part of being a service. But you know what? We're missing something in our body. A heart, Grady. What do we need our heart for? We need our heart to live. But you know what we need our heart for most of all? We need our heart to show everybody how much we love each other and how much God loves us. Because doesn't he love us every day? He takes care of us. So what I want you to do this week is to think about our body and that we're serving the Lord and we're serving Jesus. But I also want you to think about our heart. And I want you to show a lot of love and smile at somebody really special. Okay? Look at Miss Georgia. She's already smiling. Can we pray? Dear Lord, I thank you for these special children and for the part that they play in this church for the part that they play every day, wherever they may be and whoever they may be touching. Their heart is full of love for you, as are everyone in this church. Amen. Let's continue our worship together this morning as we stand and sing hymn number 601. Please stand.
Thank you, orchestra. Join me in a moment of prayer this morning. Father, you know us each by name. And Lord, we come to you as humbly as we know how this morning, asking that you meet us at the point of our need today. We all come in here with different things on our hearts and our minds that may and could hinder and distract us from worshiping you. But Father, we want to lift those things up to you, to lay them at your feet today, to cast our anxiety and our cares upon you, knowing that you care for us. Lord, we we come to you as Moses came to you in the Old Testament, saying that if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Father, we acknowledge that without your presence, our worship and our existence is in vain. So, Father, meet us here today. And, Lord, as we come into your presence, we pray that you would do what only you can do in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, as the hymn said, teach us, train us, and use us to be light in the midst of a dark world. Father, forgive us when we've went our own way and we've chosen not to follow in your steps. Father, we lift up those within our congregation today who need a special touch from you. We pray for Pat Bowen as she's recovering from a stroke. We thank you, Lord, that you have uh, helped her in this hour of need and that, Father, uh, things are progressing well. We continue to pray for Pat. We also lift up Sybil as she's undergoing treatments. We pray for her strength. We pray for Reed Murray as he is uh, recovering from a, um, a fall this last week. We pray for the family of Jean McCullough and others, Lord, who've recently lost loved ones, that you would surround them with your love and with your presence. Father, we ask for your safety and protection for Catherine Hamrick as she is in Israel right now. Father, we are reminded as we think about her and think about that location, Father, of the trouble that has recently begun once again there. Father, we pray for peace. We pray for leaders from both our country and Israel and surrounding countries, Lord, that you would uh, intervene in the midst of chaos, in the midst of bloodshed, and that, Father, that you would bring about peace. Father, we thank you for the country in which we live. We pray for wisdom for our leaders. We lift up our missionaries, Lord, here at home and around the globe, and we pray for their safety and for fruitful ministries for them. Father, bless us this day as we seek to discover where you have us to fit in the body of Christ. We're thankful that you are the head But, Father, we are the body, and, Lord, help us to work as one as we seek to find our place in the body. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our next hymn is not the one that's listed in the bulletin. Instead, we will be singing hymn number 388, Our God Has Made Us One, 388. Um, As you are turning to that hymn, I hope that you'll notice especially the words to the second verse. Our God has made us one. His glory is displayed. For as we build each other up, our love becomes his praise. Let that be our prayer and our aim today as we think of working together in unity and as one for the glory of God. Please stand as we sing hymn number 388.
Let us pray. Lord, I want to thank you for everything you've blessed us with today. I want to thank you for the many gifts that you stowed upon us. I pray that you would just help us to give with an open heart and a pure mind and forgive us for our sins. In your precious name we pray. Amen. That was beautiful. Our scripture today is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 27. And if you don't have your Bible with you and you would like to turn in the Pew Bible, it's on page 999. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 27. <clears throat> there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. 
and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it.
pray together. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place today. We thank you for those you have gifted to lead in music, whether through instrument or through song. Thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, the songs that have been sung. And Father, now we pray for your blessing on this time. I pray, Lord, that the words of uh, coming off my lips and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Coming in this morning, you were giving a puzzle piece, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that in just a moment. If you did not receive one, you can, I'm sure, get one on the way out. We have some baskets, I think, with some pieces in it up front here, and we sure would want to give you one of those before you leave. But uh, if you've noticed, the sermon title is One Body, Many Parts. And I want to thank Ellen and all of those who have been uh, putting together uh, music and children's sermons that will help us uh, with this. Many of you know, and I don't have to tell you this, but I will anyway, but as we look to the Gospels, Jesus was the master storyteller. He could take the complex and break it down to the simple. Uh, he could take, uh, he would use analogies. He was the best at word pictures. Paul also follows in his footsteps. And Paul gives us today a very interesting and odd scripture where feet talk and ears talk. And I don't know if you picked up on that, you know, but uh, it's this odd passage. You know, what if the whole body were an eye, you know, a six foot eight eye up here? How would that be? Um, but it's, it's an odd passage. It's a very interesting passage. Uh, but uh, yet he writes it to the church in Corinth where abuse and a misinterpretation of spiritual gifts had taken place. He writes to correct, he writes to direct, and he also instructs the church that although the Spirit gives a variety of gifts, they are given by the same Spirit, the same Lord, the same God, who works all things and all persons for the common good of all. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 7. He stresses to the people of Corinth that though they are gifted differently, God and his work are unified. Unity in the midst of diversity. I remember Dr. Wayne Stacy preaching before some students at Garden-Webb on a uh, night, Tuesday, Wednesday night there at Garden-Webb years ago, and he preached a sermon on this for the very first time that uh, still, I still have fond memories of this day. As one gets to know Boiling Springs Baptist Church, it doesn't take long, and I'm learning now that I've been here four or five months of the diversity in this church, both in career paths, both in opinions and views on different uh, issues, or even interpretation of scripture and text. Uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, core values, I would say, uh, if I had to, if we had to list some core values of Bowling Springs Baptist Church, would be our diversity. Uh, I love the fact that God has gifted many of you here as well in many different ways. Uh, we have wonderful musicians, and thank you again, Orchestra and Roger and Linda for orchestrating. There you are, orchestrating uh, all of this this morning, and uh, the choir that blesses us each week with beautiful anthems. We very much appreciate that. Some of you are uh, upfront leaders, some of you are behind the scene leaders, but nevertheless, God has given each of us different gifts, different, talent, different talents, as the scripture tells us, for the common good of all, for the upbringing uh, of his church. I'm thankful this morning that God doesn't make cookie cutter Christians. I'm thankful that we are a diverse lot here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Again, Paul relates this diversity to the analogy of the human body. Verse 12, as it was read earlier, it says, For even as the body is one, yet many members of the body, though they are many, are one body, and so also is Christ. For the body is not one member, but many. As I said earlier, it's an interesting passage. Paul gets almost absurd. He gets a little silly here as he talks about in verse 15, the foot says, and then in verse 16, the ear says, if the whole body were an eye, and then down in verse 21, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Uh, some of you may remember this from if you were in chorus in middle school or high school, or it may be, I say that, most people do it in elementary school, but the old song, you know, head and shoulders, knees and toes, it goes a little bit like this. I won't kneel down here, but head and shoulders, knees and toes, head and shoulders, knees and toes, eyes and ears and mouth and nose. Head and shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. Our chorus teacher in high school, nevertheless, would have us to sing that song to get our blood pumping, to get our blood flowing. She would stand up. She would say, sing it loud, sing it strong, but also move. And her goal was to get our blood pumping, to get us flowing. If we had slept through the last class that we were in, she wanted us to, to be awake and alert and ready to sing. I don't, Teresa probably does that in choir. I don't know, or, or some of the others that lead choir here with the children. But... Um, 
But Paul, it's, it's, it's fascinating, you know, what, what he says here. And, and the human body is fascinating, you know, uh, the way things have to work together. Uh, if, if part of the, of the body's not working correctly, it, it doesn't just affect, if our foot's really hurt and we really have a problem, it doesn't just affect the foot, it affects our mood. We might be a little more irritable. We might have other issues because our foot's hurting, you know. Um, we might not want to go somewhere or do something, but it affects different things. Having all of our parts working in harmony is essential for a healthy body. We see that with our physical bodies, and we see that with the church of Jesus Christ. Amen? If all the parts are healthy, all the parts are working well and working in harmony together, the things that we can do with God on our side is absolutely incredible. We talked about the verse over the last two or three weeks, uh, that God can do far more than we uh, think or imagine. And that is my hope and prayer is that we will discover our giftedness and partner with God in the sense of or allow him to fill us uh, in the sense of our spiritual gifts and our other skills and talents as well and to see the great things that he will do. My belief and deep conviction is that God desires to do some incredible things here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. I'm excited about the spirit that is within this congregation. I'm excited about the gifts and the talents that he has bestowed to many of you in the pew. Many of you are using those gifts and talents, and I would challenge others of you who may not be active in service to consider uh, being available and asking the Lord uh, how he would have you to be used of him uh, as we move throughout the end of this year and into 2016. If you have not made plans to be here for our ministry fair this evening, I would strongly urge you to do that and to have conversations with others. Ellen, I want to thank you for a wonderful children's sermon this morning. Uh, again, each of you was given a piece to the puzzle. A puzzle. Now, I think you will be relieved when I tell you that I'm not going to ask all of you to come down this morning and define how your piece fits into a puzzle on the floor. So uh, we are not going to be doing that. However, I do want to ask you these questions, though. Which piece is the most important in the room? Is it Wesley's piece? Is it the girls down front here or Roger and Linda's or Alice Cullinan or Julie's piece? Which piece in here this morning is the most important? Which piece is the least important in the room this morning? All the pieces have equal importance. Each piece has its place of importance, its place of belonging. I want to encourage you this week to take this piece of the puzzle and to this afternoon to either put it on your fridge with a magnet to where you can see it each day, tape it to your mirror, dashboard of your car, I don't know. I mean, put it somewhere where you can see it each day, and as you see it, you can remind yourself that you are the piece of a bigger puzzle. I'm going to challenge you to do that this week. I want to share three thoughts quickly with you this morning, and then I have two guests this morning as well that I would like to, to ask a question this morning. But as we look to this passage quickly, I want to mention three things. There's many parts, but each one is important. Just like we said, and I think we all understand that each puzzle piece has its importance. The puzzle is not complete unless your piece and my piece is in the puzzle. There are many parts, but each one is important. Verse 18 uh, God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. Second thought this morning is many parts, but all are interdependent. The brain says to me to, to pick up this Bible, I mean, and, and hold it in my hand, it, and I want to do that, and so my hands communicate with my brain and my body, and it, and it does that. But all of our pieces, all of the body parts are interdependent. Each member is mutually depending on each other, working together for the common good of the body. Verse 25, Paul said there's no division, members having the same care for one another. Verse 26, he says, one suffers, all the members suffer. If one is honored, all the members rejoice with it. When sickness enters the body, the whole body suffers. But when the body, excuse me, when sickness leaves, the whole body rejoices. And the third point is many parts, many parts, but none are exclusive. No part of the body tells any other part that it is not welcome. Each part is equal, has equal importance. Verse 27 says, Now Christ is the body and individually member Christ, now Christ's body and individually members of it. It's Christ's body, not ours. He is the only head. As important as you are, he is the head. If one part 
is not so gifted uh, and not and such in demand that other parts, excuse me, one part is not so gifted that other parts are left out or deficient. I'm not a medical student, but I do know that uh, when a cancerous cell enters the body, that um, it can be disastrous for the entire body. It's not just for part of the body. As we must address this danger in our own physical bodies, whenever there's disharmony or whenever there is uh, an ailment in the body of Christ, that must also be addressed as well. Paul talks about the feet, the hands, the eyes, the ears. Uh, he, he, he looks at all these different pieces of the body. I'm reminded in Ephesians 4.12, it says that we've all been uh, blessed with different giftedness, all for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. I'm so thankful here at Bowling Springs that we have so many doing so many wonderful things. And again, we challenge each of you to begin finding your place in that body. I want to ask uh, Diane Rabin to come and join me this morning. Diane and I uh, got to know each other back in February of this year, and as many of you know, my date was June the 1st here, but I think it was um, February the 1st, sometime around the middle of February, that Diane called me one night, and um, Sherman, I guess we're okay to use this, and she said, "My, my name is Diane Rabin, I'm from the pastor search team of Bowling Springs Baptist Church, and I would like to talk with you. And uh, she, I called her back and left a message, and then she called me back, and uh, she, she said, I'm sorry, I'm at a basketball game. I said, well, before we get into our conversation, what's the score? <laughs> um, but uh, she knew my love for basketball, and, and I'm glad to know of her love for that as well. But uh, I have asked Diane, uh, as, as I have gotten to know, as I've gotten to know Diane, I've asked her, and I know she's involved with a lot, lots of things, but the things I know about is she's a deacon and she's involved with um, visiting in the nursing homes each week and also um, with the, the grief share ministry and many other ministries here at Bowling Springs. But Diane, why do, you, why do you serve and why do you do the things that you do here at Bowling Springs? When Pastor Keith called me on Thursday, my mind went to wandering about why. I went back to, am I on? No. I went back to my teenage years, which was a very, very long time ago. Uh, I was at Ridgecrest with the youth group, and we were there for mission week when I received a call from God. I was sitting in the balcony, and sitting in the balcony, and God spoke to me during the invitation. Those old-timers here, I should say, Dr. Baker James Cawthon, uh, who is long gone, was preaching that day. I felt a, God, a call from God to commit my life to service. Now, between that time and now, I have taken many, many paths. I have done a lot of different things, uh, trying to my best to serve God. I serve him because I love him and because I love his people. Uh, Working with the senior adult ministry has been more of a blessing to me than anybody I could have, than than I visit each week. And being a part of the grief share has really helped me along my walk in the grief process. And then just this year, I um, volunteered to help with the nursery. Now, I love that, too. Uh, I love children. I love any age children. And that's been another blessing that I feel that serving God uh, because of what he has called me to do. Um, There's a scripture that my son and I have a favorite together. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Um, And you can do all things if you just let God help you in the direction in which you're going, that you can do all things. So I enjoy serving all age groups, from the smallest to the oldest and in between. I appreciate that. And uh, as we think about the body as well, and you may have, have, have summarized that already, but how do you see yourself fitting into the body in the bigger picture? I thought about this. We got to have hands to do our job. We got to have feet. But to me personally, the most important part is the heart. Mm. If you don't have a heart for it, and if you don't use your heart 
and follow your heart in whatever you're doing, then the other parts will not do what they should. And I'd like to just put a little P.S. in here, if I may. Um, Pushing the uh, the ministry fair, we need folks to... Excuse me. Volunteer for what you have an interest for. You will do a lot better. And I'm speaking from personal experience. Through many, many years of being a pastor's wife and um, then just being a regular servant. Some of my years, long time ago, I did some things that because no one else did them. And you don't have as much of a heart for it. But if you work where your heart is, where your interest is, then you're going to be used a lot better in God's work if you commit to that. So I challenge everyone to be here tonight to volunteer for that, your service. If you can't be here tonight, see somebody on the nominating committee. You have something you can do that nobody else can do. And I promise you, if you've got a heart in it, you're going to do a lot better job because God's going to use you because you love doing that. Well, thank you, Diane. We'll say a quick prayer for you. Father, I thank you for Diane, and I just ask for your blessing on her life and her ministry. I thank you for the kindness and hospitality that she's shown to our family coming into this new place of ministry. Lord, bless her as she serves you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Diane. I want to ask Josh Guffey to come up and join me real quick. I don't know if we got a mic over here. Josh, we're going to stay over here, Josh. I'm not going to be fair today. Last week I told you I was going to be fair and go to the other side, but I can't be fair today. So, um, Josh uh, and I have gotten to know each other just recently. Josh said he wanted to get a little exercise, and so we've been playing basketball and trying to on Wednesday nights at 7, so if anybody would like to come and join us. But Josh um, spoke with me when I first came to Bowling Springs and expressed a strong desire uh, to just simply serve. He said, I don't know what, what it is that the Lord has for me, but he, he expressed that to me. And um, since then, I want to put in a quick plug before I ask Josh the same question about why he serves. But uh, we have a ministry here called Cup of Cold Water. And that ministry is designed to help people who may be in need, uh, whether it's a, a yard that may need to be raked. Oh, sorry, I, 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 maybe the wrong time to mention that uh, this, uh, this year. But, but no, I say, that on, I say that very intentionally. If you have trouble doing that this fall, please let the church know. Please let Josh know. Uh, but Cup of Cold Water is a very practical ministry uh, that will assist and help with transportation or with uh, to the doctor or to the grocery store or help clean out some gutter. Well, uh, the gutter thing's a liability issue. So, um, but uh, whether it's mow a yard, clean out some, you know, some, some debris in the yard, whatever it may be, but the Cup of Cold Water is a great ministry. And so if you know of someone who has need who can't fulfill that, Josh is the one to talk to. But Josh, why do you serve not only in, in this capacity, but you'll be coming in as a deacon um, here next Sunday, and uh, that'll be an exciting time. But why do you why do you serve here at Bowling Springs? <clears throat> well, Keith, um, you and I talked about it when when I was asked that question. Um, I told Keith that um, growing up, I mean, I grew up in this church. I've always been a member. Uh, we left for a couple of years and uh, came back. And but I feel like I want to serve now because I went for several years without really doing much. I just kind of uh, let everybody else um, do stuff, you know, and felt, well, I'm not responsible or whatever. And I don't know if it was a maturity thing or what, but anyway, I feel like now that I should, this is my church too, um, not mine. It's, it's, I'm a member of this church. I love my church. I love the people that I go to church with, and I just want to help. I, I just want to serve. I love God. Um, he's done miraculous things for me, and um, and I was, you know, as an example, my parents have always done stuff in the church. My grandparents uh, at this church, and then my grandparents at, at their churches that they attended, and it just uh, just something to try to feel like I'm giving back, just a little something maybe to God. All right. How do you see yourself as we talk about? The body, many parts. How do you see yourself fitting into the, the body as a whole? I don't really know how to answer that question. I, I guess, 
I don't know, hands maybe. Okay. The uh, doing, the cup of cold yeah. water is certainly a very active ministry. Yeah, I would, yeah that's All sort right. of what I was thinking. All right. All right. Well, let me pray for you. Okay. Father, thank you for Josh, and I ask for your blessings on him and his family. And Father, just thank you for his heart of service and willingness to, to be of use to you, and his availability to be used of you. So, Father, bless him and bless this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Josh. I want to close by offering, you know, how do we respond? We've been talking about service for several weeks. We're having a ministry fair this evening. And so how do we respond? Where do we go from here with what we've heard over these last few weeks and this morning? I want to propose three responses, the first of which is, Lord, thank you for including me in this bigger picture of kingdom work. Uh, Thank you uh, for allowing me to be a part of something bigger than I am. That's one response. So, God, we thank you for that. The second response is, Lord, I'm available. I'm available. Lord, what can I do? And the third response is, Lord, without you as the head, I'm out of control. Without you leading me in this area and in life in general, I'm lost and I'm out of control. Colossians 1.18, Paul also wrote, Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. Our physical bodies cannot function without the head. Everything happens from here. Christ is the head of the church. When the head and the body aren't functioning properly, let me just say it's not the head. When it comes spiritually, it's usually the body. It's always the body, which is you and which is you and I. Colossians 1.18 goes on to say, Christ is the head of the church, which is the body. He is the beginning, the supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. Your translations may say he takes preeminence in everything. As we've talked about the body, let me ask you this morning, are you a member of the body? Have you had that time in, in your life when you have responded to the Lord's call? He may be calling this morning. We're going to stand and sing a hymn, Lord, Here Am I. And I would invite you to consider these three responses as we do that. Lord, I'm grateful. Lord, I'm available. And Lord, without you, I've lost control. How would the Lord have you to respond during this hour, this evening, in the coming days, weeks, and months? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this day. Speak to our hearts as we stand and sing. Lord, help us to be available, to be used of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're here this morning and you desire church membership at Bowling Springs, you are invited to come as well, and we can talk about that. But let's stand and sing. Lord, here am I.
Hunt to come and join me up front here. Many of you know Butch. Butch is so faithful each week in helping in our food pantry here. And uh, many of you have known Butch from years ago, but uh, Butch is coming today to transfer his letter from New Heights Baptist Church in Gaffney uh, to Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Uh, I've certainly enjoyed getting to know Butch. Butch has indicated that he has trusted in the Lord, has been baptized, and I believe has uh, quite a, a story and, and a journey uh, with uh, education and seminary yourself, I believe. And so uh, that's exciting. And uh, what is the pleasure of the church this morning? Okay. All those in favor? If you'll say aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right. Well, Butch, we're excited about having you to grow with us and um, uh, continue your journey here at Bowling Springs Baptist. And uh, I'm going to ask you, you can be seated now, and I'm going to ask the others as well to, 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 be, to join me after the service this morning. I want to ask um, uh, Kevin and Joan to come and join me. I've gotten to know these two on Wednesday nights as they plug back in on Wednesdays, and then other times we'll see and have conversations. But they come today uh, as uh, transferring their letter from uh, Peninsula. I'm reading this without my glasses. Peninsula Baptist Church in Mooresville, North Carolina. And uh, they come today seeking membership here at Bowling Springs Baptist. What is the pleasure of the church? All right. Can we get a second? All those in favor, if you'll say aye. Aye. All right, any opposed? All right. Well, we look forward to growing with you guys and uh, look forward to you finding your place of service here. And um, if you'll, you can be seated now and we'll come by and, and give everybody an opportunity to love on you. And um, I'll give that back. And uh, giving everybody an opportunity to love on you after the service today. But we look forward to growing together. Thank you. All right. I'm going to ask the Tipton family. No, it's not normally Sunday we get to do this for two or three folks. So this is, this is good. And if I seem awkward, uh, you know, I don't do this every week. So uh, this, is, this is exciting. But uh, many of you have, have gotten to know the Tipton family over the last several uh, weeks. But our story, I say ours, meaning our family and theirs is unique in that uh, we both arrived here around the same time. Yes, my first Sunday, I, I don't know if it was June. I started June 1st, but I think that June 7th was my, or 6th was the first Sunday. And it may have been yours as well. If it wasn't that one, it was the next one, I think. And uh, they just said, we're new here to the community. And uh, I said, well, I am as well. What's your names? You know, and we started, we started talking and getting to know each other. But uh, this is Chris and Jody and Chris Ann and Caroline uh, Tipton. And uh, they have moved from Tennessee near the Knoxville area. And I think before that we're in Virginia. But uh, Chris is out in um, uh, Grover at a, at a plant, brick plant out there as well. Is that right? Yes. And uh, Caroline is in school at Grace in Kings Mountain. And Chris Ann is at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Am I remembering all this correctly? Okay. All right. But we are so glad to have you guys here. Uh, you've been uh, just, a, just uh, you know, I hopefully, hopefully you've been welcomed with open arms. And uh, they come today seeking membership here at Boiling Springs Baptist. What is the pleasure of the church? All right. Second. All right. All those in favor, you say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Well, we're glad to have you here this morning. And I'm going to ask the others, if you'll go ahead and stand up here with me, uh, we'll close in a word of prayer and uh, encourage those to come by and, and uh, shake your hand and welcome you to the fellowship today. What a good day to be in God's house. Let's stand together for our uh, benediction. Father, we thank you for your love. We're thankful that it is one body with many parts. And Lord, I'm thankful for the way that I see the parts working together in harmony here at Bowling Springs Baptist. Lord, bless each of these who have come today seeking, uh, is joining uh, Bowling Springs. Father, help them to find their place uh, in the body here at Bowling Springs. Thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. All of God's people said, Amen. Amen. to the worship service at Boiling Springs Baptist Church, located at 307 South Main Street in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Come and worship with us at your next opportunity. Thank you for listening.